Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Affinity podcast. Today, I'm here with Rory Price. Yes, same surname. He is, in fact, my brother. But we're going to pretend he's not for the purposes of this podcast, and I'm actually going to be nice to him. So, check it out after this. The mind is capable of amazing things, and yet so many people use that immense power to hold themselves back. Imagine what you could achieve harnessing that power and using it to push yourself forward. This is the Mind Affinity Podcast, the place for advice and inspiration to help you empower yourself. Hi, Rory, and welcome to the Mind Affinity Podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, Duncan. Glad to be here. So, for our listeners, tell me who you are and what you do. So, I'm Rory Price. I'm your brother. (laughs) And uh, I run, (laughs) don't admit that, and I run a guitar teaching business called The Guitar Ninja. Excellent. How long have you been playing guitar? Uh, it's getting close to 18 years now. Wow. What got you started? Um, your beating up nylon got me started. But <laughs> what really kicked it off to the next stage was being introduced to slightly heavier genres of music that showed what the guitar could really do. And it just sparked that interest to want to be able to take on those new abilities to make guitars sound crazy. When did you make that? leap between learning the guitar and teaching the guitar that was actually really early on um i'd only been playing myself for a couple of years and a friend asked me if i could teach them so uh yeah they they came on board and started learning when i was still probably only about 14 years old and after after a few lessons with them i decided to open it up to a few other people and basically had a few students that would show up once a week, which at that stage was just enough money for a bag of Haribo, or <laughs> whatever I was interested in at the time. Still bags of Haribo now though, isn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so along that way, well, you, you, you've done a lot of performance as well, haven't you? Yes, quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Been in a few bands and done some solo stuff. So talk to me a little bit about that journey. Um, yeah, so I just got obsessed with playing guitar. I think the performance started with just being that typical kid going, Mom, Mom, look what I can do, and showing Mom. And as you're aware, our Mom is amazingly supportive with any little thing that we try and do and show off. And I think I believed her, you're amazing, uh, enough that I was willing to show the rest of the world. Um, vocally, I was terrified of performing, uh, my vocals were horrendous when I was younger. Um, I have worked on them. I'm a bit more comfortable now, but I still don't want to call myself a singer, but I'll get away with frontman. Um, but yeah, the love of guitar sparked and I just got really interested. As soon as I got some positive feedback, it didn't need to be in somebody telling me I was good, but the crowd actually interacting um, just felt amazing. And that, that confidence builder, that energy in the room that was formed from my music just kind of led me to go further and further down that field. So you've always been fairly energetic and extrovert, but you've not always been that confident. Mm. So what do you think has, what led to that change in your confidence levels as you've moved along that journey? Ooh, that's an interesting one. So I think what has really made that biggest step was beforehand, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was reaching my own potential. And I 
think, looking back, just with hindsight, not that I realized at the time, was the biggest reason I lacked so much confidence because I knew I could be a better version of myself. And since really diving into that self-development side of things, I think doing that, I realized that no, now I am one of the best versions of myself I can be. Still continuing to grow, but I'm not holding myself back anymore. And I think that boost of confidence in myself led me to be more confident outwardly as well. When did that journey of self-development stuff start? Well, I think it actually has always been a small part of me. That's what's quite, I'm quite lucky with. Um, like my downtime as a kid, I always wanted to take on a challenge and get that new skill. And I think that's where my guitar work tied in with everything so early on was that desire to get that new skill, uh, that new trick, always wanting to learn and develop. So it was always there. But from the early stages, it was just focused on one particular skill um, or a short little pocket of something. And I didn't realize that that was self-growth until I actually started to go self-employed. So I had done quite a bit with the bands and grown the confidence and things there, but I still hadn't realized what it was that was working. Whereas when I went self-employed and decided that I really wanted to work on me, my mindset, and make sure that I was growing in every angle that I should, that I then started to realize that that was me making a better version of myself. Uh, I kind of, so about two and a half, three years ago, I'd say actually started, and I started to look at it as project me or project self and look at how I could develop to make sure that I'm always going in the right direction. Nice. And what was it that brought all of that together and made you decide to start your business? Well, to start, my business, to start my business was actually separate to the growing myself uh, as such. I had uh, completely qualified up as an engineer. I was working as an electrical, mechanical, multi-skilled engineer, doing a lot of field work and working on trains. And I didn't enjoy it. I took that career because I believed I had a couple of options growing up. I didn't know what other jobs existed. I thought I worked on a till or as an engineer. So I chose engineer because it sounded like a better career path with more pay. But that was it. Um, I then got more qualified just for that hunger for the next level of pay again. So there was nothing early on that did anything. But I got made redundant three times in two years in engineering, different companies going down through faults that weren't my own. I was just a shop floor worker as such in these companies. So I was like, why am I doing something I hate when it's meant to be safe, when it wasn't safe at all? Instead, why not do what I love? Because if that fails, well, the engineering was failing anyway, three redundancies in two years. If I start the guitar teaching uh, as a full-time job and it fails, well, that's just like a fourth redundancy, right? And I don't know until I try. So the biggest jump was almost half pushed on to me. I had the option to either look for another engineering job or start my own business. And I was like, you know what? The amount of enjoyment I get out of seeing students take that next step for their guitar playing, like I've got to give that a go. Excellent. So what's the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome to get to where you are now? Saying no saying no to every distraction out there. I am the guy that says yes, and I want to try this and try this and try that. And somebody comes up with a new idea and I'm like, yes, let's have a play, right? And the hardest thing for me 
was eventually turning around and going, no, I've got one really good business idea in my mind that is going to go somewhere. And I think a lot of my other business ideas have been brilliant as well. I'm not going to lie. I actually think they were. But I got distracted by something new and shiny. And this one, I just went, no. I'm not going to go until this reaches a certain level of success that I mapped out when I started. So for me, I need to reach that before I allow any other shiny thing to come in the way. But I do put the ideas, I write them down and throw them in a box that I can revisit later on once I reach a point of success. So what's your biggest weakness now then? Um, the biggest weakness now is taking that step beyond myself still. So I've managed to get in a website coder, a graphics designer, a, a video editor, and I'm starting to expand out. In fact, today I had a meeting with an accountant and so I'm finally, like even my own bookkeeping, I've been self-employed three years and I'm still doing it all myself because I didn't want to let go of control. So it's learning to let go of control and have faith in other people. Um, and then the confidence with marketing. So I'd give two, <laughs> two answers to that. So that's very much from a business perspective. Yes. I meant on a personal level. Ah, on a personal level, my biggest weakness right now might be <laughs> if it stays long term it definitely is uh, my work personal balance mm -hmm. uh, i live alone with no family no partner and so i will work and work and work and work and work and sometimes i realize oh wait a minute i need to actually have some downtime and human time so i suppose the balance is a bit i don't see that as a problem right now because i'm in this new project i'm not neglecting people around me but I see that if I'm still in this same balance in a year's time, that then it's a negative. There's a lot of different things. I, I, I like variety. I like change. And I like to jump in on bits and bobs. Um, so I suppose for anything that I want to develop in any way, like you say, um, is that saying no to other things. I've built up a really nice morning routine. Um, but sometimes an opportunity comes up where I still want to say yes to it and it will wipe out the morning routine. But I've realized how good the morning routine is when it's there. Oh, it's, it plays a huge part, doesn't it? Oh, I, I wish that when I was employed, I didn't have to start till like 10 o'clock. So I didn't have to get up at four to complete a good morning routine. Um, or that I went self-employed earlier so I could dedicate the morning to me and go, you know what, I'll work the evening. I don't mind, but I'm going to have the morning to me. You're in a pretty good place overall now then. Um, you've got good routine, clear understanding of what you need to improve and what your strengths and weaknesses are. What is your greatest strength actually right now? Greatest strength? Um, I suppose my greatest strength is how well I, I know myself now. Um, due to the amount of work I've put into really breaking down where I sit, what I value, where I want to go, I think my clarity for myself is probably my biggest strength. Nice, an important one. So if you could go back in time now and talk to yourself, wait, how old are you now? Yeah, let's say 10 years ago. So you're like 19, 20 at that point, right? Yeah. What would you say? Um, I would say, I would say so much. So if I went back to being around 20 years old and being able to tell myself something, first thing would be stop the engineering rubbish now and just get onto the Guitar Ninja. Um, obviously at the time the Guitar Ninja might not have existed. 
So I definitely would have told myself about the name and the grading syllabus because I think it's brilliant. Uh, and to have started that 10 years earlier would, would be awesome. I would definitely tell myself to look at my own values and principles and to start that journey of self-development then instead of only two or three years ago. And what do you think you would have said back in response at that age? <laughs> I, think, I think if it was coming from a future me, especially if I was wearing like something branded, something that was obvious that this is an established thing, I think I probably would have taken it seriously. Um, if it wasn't coming from myself, I don't know. I had been brought up, as I'm sure you're aware, with a very strict attitude towards conforming, actually. We were, we were kind of a weird balance of you do exactly as the system says, but then you don't listen to bosses. I have no idea. But the conflict was definitely there. So I think there definitely would have been this chance that I would have just been like, no, that's too risky. That's too dangerous. I'm going to take the safe path. Um, I suppose I wouldn't have had my first redundancy if we're talking 10 years ago. So I might have felt like the engineering was a safer path still. But obviously it's hypothetical. I have no idea how I'd respond. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So you, you touched on something there and I, I was going to avoid talking too much about our childhood and upbringing in this because it didn't seem that relevant, but let's go with it because it's come up now. So it's interesting, isn't it, how... Now, obviously, there is five years difference between us. And a lot will have changed uh, as I was growing up, which meant that you were, you would have been treated differently. Um, the parenting approach would have been different five years down the line to what it was when I was your the equivalent age. But isn't it interesting how uh, two people can come from the same house same parents, same sister, same upbringing, roughly, and have different perspectives on their upbringing, their childhood, and how things came about. Yeah, yeah, it, it, I, I agree. It is bizarre how you think everything practically the same, the outcome would be similar. Um, but I think apart from being motivated and self-employed with very different people from almost every other pocket. Um, I mean, we both like our own voices. That's <laughs> probably the only other thing. I think we have a lot in common and we get on well, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, we are very different people at the same time. Uh, and it's, because I, I think there's an important and valuable lesson there for people to take away in general, which is not specifically to do with us or to do with upbringing, but, two people can find themselves in a very similar situation and come out of it in very, very different ways. The same person can find themselves in that situation and come out of it very, very different ways. The difference comes down to perspective, how you approach it, how you think about it, and how focused you are on what you want to get out of it or where you want to go afterwards, you know? Yeah, I've... I've definitely been in the situations in the past where almost the exact same circumstances come up or the same opportunity however you want to look at it and one mindset I was in I would have reacted negatively I would have seen it as a downfall something that was just getting in my way and then other times I would have seen it pardon me as an opportunity for growth and it's the exact same scenario so if you account that then to an entire upbringing 
you can see how the exact same person in the exact same situation could develop to be completely different people. Mm -hmm. If um, I took my dyslexia that I was borderline classed as a few times, if I'd taken that and gone, oh, that's an excuse not to do anything about reading, then I may never have gone down the self-development journey because it all started with reading that I started to see my growth. But I could have dived in straight away into seeing the challenge to, to get that skill and to grow and have started reading earlier on. I mean, until I was in my mid-20s, I had only read one book and I'd been forced to read it. But that's because it was a story book and I saw no benefit from reading. I was like, I don't get entertainment out of this and this is what it's meant to be for. Like, if I want entertainment, I'm going to watch a film. Sounds lazy, but that's the way it is. I don't want to read a book. I'd rather watch a film. Whereas when I discovered that I could read to learn, and I found things like the seven, uh, the four-hour work week, the seven habits of highly effective people, and all of these books, all of a sudden, I was like, I can actually benefit from reading. And it changed everything. So again, if I had been in that mindset earlier, or that mindset later in life, it just drastically changes where I would be right now because one year of development, 10 years of development, 15, 20, it's all going to give a very different status to where I am right now. So reading's played a big part in that then absorbing because people, the kind of books that you're talking about come from people who have spent years researching, learning, finding out the hard way, making mistakes, um, and put all of that knowledge into a book that you can read in 10 hours, but well, less than that, really. Uh, this is a really big book. Um, so it's, uh, reading is a great way to steal um, from other people, to learn from their experiences in a much shorter space of time than if you were living those experiences. Yeah, 100%. And it's brilliant that that opportunity is there. I mean, obviously, before I got into reading, right at the beginning of the journey, I was probably torn between how much I was reading and how much I was just listening to TED Talks, which is almost the equivalent. A lot of the TED Talks are, here's my life and experience that I've spent years doing. Here's the answers I've found. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is absolutely amazing. So I kind of like to balance those on top of each other. Um, I mean, it's got to the stage now where I don't even watch much TV unless I'm gaining from it. I, I find myself watching documentaries and explainers more than I end up watching just random films or... The number of conversations I've had over the last week where it's been, oh, have you seen so-and-so? No, never watched it. <laughs> just like, I don't watch crap. It's not necessarily crap, actually, and there's nothing wrong with sitting down if that's how you choose to enjoy your downtime. Um, it's just not for me um, as much. I've met someone. For some reason, don't ask me why this scenario would ever exist, but for some reason, you've just met someone and you want to understand that person as best as you can but you can only ask them one question. What question are you going to ask that person in order to get to know them better? I think the question I would naturally go for in that one is tell me what your core values are. Cool. It's also a bit of an unusual one. Not many people get that as a first question. I imagine that would really throw somebody off, but that's kind of good. A really important one. And actually, if there's anyone listening that doesn't know the answer to that, 
straight away now work it out take some time to work it out uh ah oh, do you know what i've already covered that in my monkey call my weekly email that goes out um it went out about two weeks before recording this otherwise i would say get subscribe and i'll put how um but yeah join my facebook group uh, empower yourself and others just search for that on facebook and i'm going to do a a thing some kind of challenge or live video session or something uh to help people identify their values and, and come to come to recognize them better because it's so important to know what you're all about right what your core values are what really matters to you at the core everything else comes from that and not just what your values <clears throat> values fall into two categories a lot of people when they talk about values they think about what they do want what does matter to them and what they need but it's just as important to think about some people refer to them as anti-values you know the things that you specifically disagree with don't like or that that rub you the wrong way but taking the time to really understand them is basically a, a slightly formalized way of understanding you and yourself if you know what really matters to you anything else whether that's personal development whether that's growing a business whether that's just being happy in employment whether it's family whether it's friendships whether it's meeting new people any decisions that you want to make about the future if you can relate them to what really matters to you you've done half the work and you've already kind of skipped ahead in your decision process so rory what are your core values what well, my core values well, one of the first ones is definitely people before profits. Um, it's one of the things that I whittled down to is that I'm never going to screw someone over to make a profit. People come first. Profit's still important. And I am also people. So it doesn't mean that I'm going to bend over backwards and do everything for everybody else and let myself suffer. I am also people. And I need to look after myself before I can look after others. If I'm not in a good place, I can't be a good pillar for others to lean on. So people before profits, but to go into a bit more detail, that obviously does include me as people. Mm -hmm. um, beyond that, drive and focus. So I see focus as following one course until successful, which lies into the learning to say no to other things. But seeing people find that drive with passion, definitely with passion in there as well, a drive towards something they hate isn't necessarily a good thing to have. Um, but seeing people with that passion, drive and focus for something is a, is a big thing and feeding other people's passions and drives as well. So this leads into my guitar teaching. Those that want to go somewhere, I wanna feed that passion, that drive, that focus towards getting to the next stage with a guitar playing. But this also goes to people being able to find their focus on things that don't even relate to me. If I've got a friend that's really interested in pencil artwork, I want to feed that passion and help it because that's one of my values. Um, I've got nothing to do with art. I just picked one because a, a friend jumped into my head. Um, so yeah, that's definitely another one of my, my core values. Um, there's, there's quite a few things that fit into these boxes, but to put it simply, the way I like to think about it is, can I be a role model to myself? If I whittled all of my values into one, every single decision I make, imagine a kid that I care about is watching me. 
would I have that same attitude to turn around to that person and have a go at them without listening to their point of view or to mess somebody over for profits or whatever if there's a kid that I'm influencing watching me? That's a good way of looking at it. <laughs> okay, so it's almost time for us to go now. <laughs> but before we do, one last question. And we're gonna we're gonna pop an advert in now. <gasps> but when we come back, the question I want to know is if the whole world was listening to you right now, what one thing do you want to share with the world? What's your wisdom? What's your yeah, and it, it can be a quote of someone else's or it can be your own thoughts, but what one thing do you want to share with the world? And we'll be right back after this. I'm Rory, I run the Guitar Ninja. Uh, a Guitar Ninja is simply somebody that's awesome at guitar and has developed their skills through the coloured strap system like a martial art would you go through coloured belts. I've now launched a Guitar Ninja Academy, so you can join in online where it's been completely gamified, you have your own character that you can upgrade and make more awesome that will play on bigger and better stages as you progress through guitar lessons, making yourself awesome. Rory, the whole world is listening. What have you got to say? So the one thing I'd advise is find some time, no matter how busy you are, to sit down just yourself, shut everything off. No internet, no phone, disconnect from the world, just be you, preferably get away from anywhere you work or live so you're in a unique space. Just stop and really think about your core values and principles what you believe are right, so that every decision that you make going forward, you know you can look back on it and be proud of it and regret nothing, because you know that every decision you make can relate to who you really are. So just try and find that time, no matter how difficult, even if it's just a small pocket regularly, or a whole week once every year, whatever you can do, find that pocket of time to find who you really are, and use that to guide your decisions going forwards. Beautiful. I would take that one stage further. Don't try and find that time. Make <laughs> that time. Make Indeed. it happen. In fact, if you're listening to this right now thinking, you know, I really haven't done that. I really should spend some time to get to know myself better. Then while you're watching right now or listening right now, get your phone out, get your diary out, look for it right now. Get it out. Go on, do it. Find a date. Even if it's just a couple of hours to start even with. If, even if it's six months away, yep. because you need to book it before anything else books it. Yes. Even if it's ages away, book that slot. And dedicate that time to you, to understanding yourself and finding out who you are. And join my Facebook group. Like I said, I'll uh, put something up there. I'll do, I'll do a thing. I'll make a thing and the thing will be a good thing and you can be part of the thing. Just head to uh, Empower Yourself and Others, the group on Facebook, or check out Mind Affinity on Facebook, and I'll advertise it on my page there as well, when I'm going to do it. It will be free, because I'm nice like that. Rory, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great having you here. And, you know, I didn't even pick on you once, which for a big right. brother is quite impressive, right? <laughs> well, it's gone both ways. Ne neither of us have abused each other. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> At least not audibly on the mic right uh on that note we'll leave it there rules thanks very much uh thank you everyone for listening <laughs>